recorded live from the lobby of the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Hi, welcome everyone to The Wedding Dish, which is brought to you over full service radio, normally at the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, D.C., but we're recording remotely until we can safely return to the hotel. Um, So this is going to be our first one that we're recording via Zoom. So there is also video, which is kind of exciting, too. Um, And we have some other exciting announcements, too. Get ready. The Wedding Dish is the podcast where we chat with married or engaged couples, wedding pros, and we read listeners' stories or questions on our mini episodes. From the planning process to the celebration to heartwarming moments to pretty much everything wedding-related, you will get it all. As always, you'll hear tips and tricks about planning, gain inspiration, and learn about building a business. That's Sarah Alpin, host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of District Bliss and Photos from the Hardy. And that is Taylor, writer extraordinaire and the CEO of Lemon Tree Editorial, and she is today's guest host of The Wedding Dish. We are super excited to have her. She, you may remember her from last season's um, or actually season one, um, she was on about being engaged. And then she actually guest hosted and interviewed Steph and I, or Steph and me, technically, correct grammar. Um, and it was super fun. That was our season finale for uh, season one, I believe. Uh, and yep. then she moved with her fiance to Texas just before the pandemic rolled in. Um, So it's kind of cool that we get to do this virtually because that means that she gets to join us and Um, (laughs) co-host. We do have our little French bulldog friend, Clouseau, um, in his little podcasting chair. He is eating a bully stick that is the size of my entire torso at the moment. So you may hear some um, interesting sounds coming from that little crazy man. And Taylor has her bud, Oliver, who is a Prince... Charles Cavalier. King Charles. Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. It's a long name for a little dog, and he is currently snoozing away. He does not care that we are podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Clouseau would love to meet him, And I'm I'm so glad that we're talking about dogs, because that's going to be a theme this episode. So I hope you're a dog person, dear listener. (laughs) Yes. Yes, because we certainly could use some happiness, and what is happier than animals? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before we get started, let's take a second to address the current climate. Um, Right now we are recording, you know, in DC, I'm in the DC area, and we are on day seven of rioting. Um, And it's been a challenging time, I think, for everyone. I think it is a huge time of growth. I think it's a really important time in our history to um, learn and educate ourselves and really reflect. Um, so I, I'm not an inclusivity expert, um, so, and I don't claim to be, but Taylor is luckily, so I'm glad she happens to be our guest host for the day. Um, as The Wedding Dish, we are, as always, committed to diversifying our guests. So if you are interested in being part of the podcast, you should absolutely apply on the website. Um, We love, you know, sending love and positivity to everyone. Um, We are also going to post in our 
Instagram um, and in on our website and everything, we found some really great anti-racism podcasts that we're going to share. Um, and if you have any resources that you would like us to share, please feel free to send them our way. Um, you know, we don't get our eyes on everything. And right now we can't have enough resources. Um, so Taylor, I'd love to turn it over to you for a couple seconds to share any tips or info that you think would be helpful. Yeah, thanks. Um, so this is, inclusive language is a topic that's really important to me. I am a website copywriter who specializes in the wedding industry. And something that I think makes me different from a lot of copywriters is that I really advocate for inclusive language because um, if you're listening, you're either a wedding pro or an engaged or a married couple. And so regardless of your experience, you probably have noticed that the wedding industry is not particularly diverse. And it's something that really bothers me. And I know it bothers a lot of people and it's come to the forefront, especially this week. So I've gotten a lot of questions. I know Sarah, both in the, the wedding dish community and in the district list community has gotten a lot of questions about marketing your business. Um, all of these things, how do I approach this sensitive topic during this crazy time? And also like, how do I do that if I'm white and I'm not part of the black community? Um, and so the answer to that is in terms of marketing, you, you definitely do wanna be addressing what's going on in the world right now. Um, people are going to have reactions to what you say and what you don't say. So I know it's a very common reaction to go, oh, I don't know what to say, so I don't wanna say anything, but um, and that that is your choice. It's something personally that I don't recommend. I, I think it's better to to say something, even if what you're saying is, I'm not really sure what to say. Here are my feelings about it. I'm inviting education into my life. So if this is something that's that you're passionate about and you want to educate me on it, please, I'd love to have a conversation. Or the whole that's the low end of the spectrum, the high end of the spectrum is somebody like me who's saying, let me, let me be the one to teach you and let me tell you, here's how you spell things, here's how you say things, et cetera. So um, The Wedding Dish has put together some awesome resources that I know Sarah is really proud of, um, like a, a list of podcasts to listen to. Um, and also I want to draw everybody's attention. Very recently, like a month ago, I co-hosted a workshop with uh, District Bliss um, my co-host was Aaron Perkins of Mabelie Q, who is also the business manager for The Wedding Dish and for District Bliss. And um, she is a woman business owner who is deaf. Um, and so accessibility is a big deal for her. Inclusivity is a big deal for me. We talked about both of those topics in this workshop. And the workshop replay is free. Um, so we're going to put a link to that in the, the show notes for today's episode. So if you yourself are interested in being a little more educated on what do I say? How do I refer to things? This would be a great free resource that you can grab and, and watch at your leisure. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I highly encourage you to follow Taylor on Instagram because she's constantly posting tips and updated information because things are changing a lot in our society right now um, and in our worlds. They have been changing all of 2021. Or sorry, God, it's not 2021 yet. It's 2020. <laughs> That's how 2020 feels, though. <laughs> We've had a whole year's worth of stuff in six months so far. <laughs> we had a whole year's worth of stuff in three months. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, 
on to a happier topic. Yes. So joy is here. <laughs> yes. Joy, thank you so much for being here. Joy is the pet girl, and we are so, so excited to talk to you about your business. It's such a fun idea, um, and we thank you so much for joining us on The Wedding Dish today. Thank you for having me. Of course. If you saw any of the photos that we've posted on social media, um, which were only in our stories because we wanted to be um, respectful this week, but we will be posting them again on social media as it is appropriate. Um, but oh my gosh, the cutest puppies and the cutest, cutest story. Um, great idea. So uh, Joy, tell us a little bit about your business. So we have a wedding pet attendant service. Um, pretty much what that is, is a babysitter for your pet during your wedding. Everyone wants their dog to be at their wedding because it's their fur children. I mean, they are, I mean, they're your children. So they have to be part of the special day. Um, a lot of people usually ask a family member or a friend to do it, but they're there to celebrate you. They're not there to watch your dog. And also they want to be included in photos and everything like that. So we take that burden off of everybody. We will take the dog to the wedding. We'll walk them down the aisle. We'll help with photos. And then we will even drive them back home or to the hotel or drop them off at the honeymoon suite or wherever the dog needs to go. And it's just free for everybody and fun for me because I get to play with dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, and how long have you been in business? How long have you been doing this? So we've actually been in business for 10 years um, as the pet gal. And then for the past three years, we've really been focusing on the weddings. The weddings for the past three years. And yeah, that was my first wedding was three years ago in December. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. That's so fun. I love it. Um, Taylor, are you going to have Oliver, your dog, at your wedding? Oh, man, I really want to because your joy, what you said is so true. Like, he is my fur baby. <laughs> well, but you I don't... are in Texas. Yeah, I'm also so... in Texas. <laughs> exactly. It's perfect, except that we're not getting married in Texas. We're getting married in South Carolina. And so we'd have to take him on the plane and then do the whole wedding thing and then somebody to have to watch him while we're on our honeymoon. The whole, it's very complicated. Basically it's a destination wedding. So I don't think it's going to work, but, um, I am working with our caterer to make some doggy cookies that look like Oliver to have them sort of as, as favors on the table. So <laughs> that's fantastic. You can also do a photo shoot before the wedding or after. <laughs> Excellent point. You're, you're so right. And you probably have a lot of those ideas. I really want some of this episode to be joy you telling people who may be having considered having their pet at their wedding before, like, what are some ways that people could incorporate this, their pet into their wedding? I've definitely seen a lot of things. They have signature drinks. Um, so they have a drink that's named after their pet. Um, one wedding that I went to, they had a cigar bar set up and it was compliments of the dog. And it actually had a little picture of her with like a little, uh, dog toy in her mouth that almost looked like a cigar. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I've seen just portraits done. I've seen them on a cake. I've asked, like, the dogs have their own cake. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, so there's there's so many different ways that people can incorporate their pets into their wedding, even if, they're, if they can't be there physically. Because I've definitely had people like, oh, my God, my dog's way too hyper for this. And I'm like, you'd be surprised. You'd really, really be surprised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've also had uh, some of the photos from the Hardy weddings we've captured. We've had the opposite where they're like, my dog's so mellow. And then they have like their friend bring the dog in and the dog like sees their parents in this like high energy environment and goes bananas. Um, oh, no. Yeah. I actually it's, had one wedding where the dog started barking at the bride because she, the dog, she didn't recognize her, like in her the makeup and the, in the gown and everything, like the dog started barking at her and we're like, no, it's just mom. It's okay. It's okay. That happened at a wedding I photographed. Um, ironically, the couple just moved back to DC, but they, they was in Ohio. So we traveled to Columbus to photograph it. But when they did their first kiss, the dog went bananas because she didn't recognize that it was the mom. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've had a couple tell me that I had to take the dog away from which we usually take the dog away from the ceremony anyways, but really you have to make sure because whenever they try to get in, like kiss or something like that, the dog starts barking or gets like jealous and stuff. And I was like, Oh God, <laughs> you may kiss your bride. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Attack with love. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so do you have any tips? Well, we should, First, let's talk a little bit more about your business, and then Taylor, you should de- you should ask about some tips that because you since you're getting married, I bet you have some good questions. Oh, I need all the tips. I also want to hear all the stories, Joy. Like, have I you know. had any crazy stories of of things happening at a, at a wedding that you need to tell us? Um, nothing really crazy. Um, no job, no dogs like jumping into the wedding cake or something like that. <laughs> No. Oh my God. I'd be mortified. I really would. I mean, that's, that's my job is to make sure that doesn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I keep the dirty paws off the dresses. I keep the dogs away from the cake. I keep them away from the, the, the linens and everything like that. Even though we did have one where I got a text message because I didn't do the wedding. We do have other attendants. Uh, We have three other attendants that do these. But I had a text message. I'm like, the dog's peeing on the tablecloth. I'm like, why is the dog near the tablecloth? Oh, no. (laughs) So, I mean, mean, you can't control what a dog does. Um, Like I said before, we don't really like to keep the dog. After the dog walks down the aisle, it's always suggested that we'll go for a walk, a potty break. It's not, you never know what a dog's going to do. You just don't want them up there. You don't want them to steal the show. Um, and one time a bride was like, no, we're going to keep him up there. And the dog started boot scooting in the middle of the ceremony. And like, <laughs> all that, ever, like I heard giggling and I'm just like, oh my God, what's the dog doing? And I couldn't see. And then that's all they were talking about during the photos. They're like, did you see the dog boot scooting? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> oh no. I mean, don't keep them up there. <laughs> we've, we've had a few dogs pee behind the bride and groom for behind the bride and groom up there it's a hard environment for a dog it's so important to have somebody like you that the dog can like develop a rapport with and you can help control what's happening 
Yeah, because we do schedule once the um, once the couple decide they want to go ahead with our services, we do have a meet and greet. So I do meet the pups beforehand um, to make sure that we're a good fit. I did have one dog try to bite me for 45 minutes during the meet and greet, but I still helped her be part of the wedding. And she did a lot differently without her parents around. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever have problems with that where they're, you're, you're a stranger? I guess not because that's why you meet them ahead of time. Right. Yeah. Um, we definitely, um, I mean, there has been times where I haven't cause sometimes the clients are moved out of Texas, but they're coming back to Texas to get married. So I have it where I literally met the dog a couple days before, or I've walked in and not met the dog at all, but the client has assured me like, no, 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 they're, they're really friendly. And I'm like, Okay, as long as I'm not gonna get bit. <laughs> My dog and would be really friendly. With treats too. I have the treats. I'm the treat lady. So I mean, I make friends with almost any dog I encounter, and they quickly find the treats in my little pouch I have. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> my dog would absolutely be the one that I would say he's so friendly. You'll definitely get along with him because it's totally true. But he is like he. I mean, Taylor, you can speak to this if you want, but he is like a love monkey and would be trying to be friends with everyone in the entire area, not just you. And monkey is a good <laughs> word to describe Gluso because he will climb all over you to get a kiss. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, how, how do you handle that? Have you ever had anything like that come up where the dog just like wants to say hi to everybody on the planet? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, but they usually we're there for anywhere from two to six hours. And after a while, they just get tired. They just they, I mean, it's all the excitement. Then they're just then they just like crash after a minute. So and also if they get too excited, that's when I just go away from the crowd and go for like a little walk or something like that just to like decompress and like de stimulate their, them like a little bit like, okay, we're just going to go for a walk and just relax. <laughs> yeah. Dogs sleep how much of a day normally? A lot. Yeah. I think it's like 12 hours or something like in the yeah. day. I don't know. Some crazy number. I mean, Clouseau just fell asleep eating a bully stick, so. <laughs> and he's been sleeping all day. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> for those of you who... Go ahead, Sarah. Sorry. Sorry. For those of you who don't know, bully sticks are an alternative to rawhide. They're like, uh, I don't really want to say exactly what they are, but they're animal healthier animal parts yes is that a good way of describing it yes i heard they don't smell very good either because no. they're pretty stinky they are stinky yeah yeah i don't really love the concept it's but they're better but, than rawhide and he really loves them i mean it's hard to take that sheer joy away from your dog <laughs> Absolutely. Sorry, Taylor, what were you going to ask? Oh, um, I was going to ask Joy. So I know you said there's other attendants on the team. How how do you hire people for this job? I'm assuming being a pet lover is a big criteria, right? Well, they're actually already part of the company. They're already like pet sitters that we just asked them to do the wedding. 
Oh, perfect. perfect. Yeah. So it's just like people that I already work with, like doing the pet sitting that I'm like, this person would make a perfect wedding pet attendant. Um, matter of fact, one of our, one of them is actually a guy and he's worked in the wedding industry for 10 years. He does officiating, DJing, and I'm like, hey, I'm like, you want to walk the dogs down an aisle? <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about the wedding that we featured on our social media. Um, you know which one I'm talking about, so I'm going to let you lead in with what it actually was, because this was such a cool idea. I've never seen this before, um, and since we are on Zoom, we have chat capability, and Erin is uh, my, as we mentioned, my business operations manager, and she is, like, pushing to be, for me to ask you about that. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to be on mute this whole time, and I'm like, you can't stop yourself from having input. <laughs> <laughs> so this was actually a dream wedding that I had. I've seen pictures of it before and I was like, I need to have this wedding in my life. And I guess I put it out in the universe and it came true um, because December 15th of last year, I met Sarah and Joseph and they had rescue puppies from Austin Pets Alive in lieu of flowers. So the bridesmaids didn't have bouquets, they had puppies, and I died of cuteness. It was just, I, I, just, I have no words for it, because it was just, it was just amazing. I couldn't play with the puppies, because I was with their dog, Ruth, but the guests, I mean, it was just amazing. After photos, they didn't walk down the aisle with the puppies, they actually had like little books I'm not sure what that was about. It was adorable, though. They still had books. That was their bouquets. Um, but after the photos, they set up a little gated area in the cocktail hour so that after the ceremony, the guests could interact with the puppies and possibly adopt them. And there was probably about eight puppies. And it was just, oh, my God. And I mean, you guys have seen the photos. They make for, like, just the cutest photos. So cute. I wish we had sound effects because we would just be hitting aww right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's Zoom. Since it's Zoom, you don't want to talk over anybody. We're all like so hyper aware of it now. So we're all like sitting here quietly like dying of cuteness. <laughs> I cannot stop posting the pictures. And I mean, I got very lucky to where I ended up knowing the, the wedding photographer. Um, like when I showed up at the wedding and I saw it was her, we both were like, Oh my God. And it's like, and she ended up sending me the entire album of the photos. Um, I actually had one of our uh, photographer that we knew with, with us as well. So that we could just get like all the photos possible. And I mean, you saw them. <sighs> They're so stinking cute. Oh my sure. God. I, and what a, like it's one, it's a great way to save money. You cut down on one of your expenses and two, it's a great cause. Three, it's so stinking adorable. And four, pro tip, photographers always share the gallery with all of your vendors because they tag you and you get link backs and it's really good for SEO. <laughs> always send the gallery. I just, I can't stop with the photos. I look at them almost every day. I can't help it. It's like I said, it was a dream wedding I had in that it actually came true. I just, I was beside myself. 
I love Speaking it. Speaking oh of my gosh. photos, Joy, I'm wondering if you have any tips. Let's say there's a couple listening who wants to have their pet um, at, at their wedding. Do you have any tips for people to make sure that their pooch is photo ready for wedding day? Like when should they go to the groomer before, before the wedding and should they try and dress them up or buy a new collar or something like that? Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I mean, some little outfits are always, always awesome. Um, I had two two-pound Yorkies that I had at a wedding one time, and they actually had dresses on. Like, it was Aww. the thinking thing. Like, they had matching dresses. Like, I just, I couldn't with myself. Then I went to another wedding where the one, it was a girl dog and a boy dog. The boy dog had a tuxedo on. The girl dog had on a dress that looked almost identical to the bride's dress. Oh my God. I just, oh, I couldn't, I can't, the more outfits, the better I say. Like, I, I love seeing all the different things that people come up with because it's like all so different. Anything from flower collars to, like you said, just a new collar that maybe is made out of leather or suede or, you know, something fancier that they wouldn't normally wear. I even saw one that had the dog's name engraved on it. And it even said like dog of honor. Oh, um, there's just idea. so much. I even have a little sign, little bone sign that you can like hang around the dog's neck that says, I loved her first or my humans are getting married. And yeah, there's so much. I mean, it's definitely unique to whatever the couple, whatever the couple likes. And, and as for the grooming, um, I probably do it a few days before. I mean, I think you guys are better judgment of it and knowing how quickly your dog's hair grows and how wrangly they can yeah, um, so probably just like a day or two before, or maybe the week of, because I'm sure, you, I mean, there's, you have more than enough things to do. Um, and by the way, we do offer taxi or chauffeuring services that if you need them talking to the groomer and you just don't have the time, we'll be really happy to handle that for you. That's awesome. That's so handy. Um, super handy. Also, by the way, sorry, I just got up for a second because the dog was asking to leave the room, sadly. <laughs> um <laughs> So Erin can't help herself and says, <laughs> "Is uh, are you planning on working with adoption agencies in the future to potentially have like more puppy adoption, um, you know, weddings? I mean, honestly, I've never thought of it, but it's definitely, it's, it's something I could, we would definitely look into because I mean, I would love to do more puppy weddings because it was a dream come true and I loved it. I mean, I loved every part of it. Like I, said, I couldn't play with the puppies because I was with Ruth, but just to be there for the photos and the experience and just to see the joy on everyone's face. Like every, I mean, the guests were so happy. The kids at the, at the wedding were, I mean, it gave the kids something to do. I mean, it's puppies. True. What a, a good point. point. Oh, that's such a good point. Um, yeah. I wouldn't have even thought about that, but that's such a good point. Uh, and it's definitely a good connection for you to make, for you to like get linked in with them so that if they have a request like that, then they call you as the expert in the field. Absolutely. I mean, but there's like so many other weddings. Like I now want to do like pigs. Pigs would be adorable. Aww. And I really want to do a cat wedding. Like I know that it's going to let me walk it down the aisle. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> I'm so here for all the cats on leashes. I'm ready for those. Yeah. And the, the I, big I mean, bunnies. We do, we do um, 
the we do bridal shows every year and it's like I've had people ask me like just joking like haha do you do cats and I'm like don't I'm like don't play around with me I was like I will I will take your cat to your wedding I was like on a leash and a harness in one of those bubble backpacks I'm like (laughs) (laughs) I'm like a stroller just let me know how we can make this happen (laughs) oh my gosh what kind of pet do you have and I will make sure it's part of your wedding When we lived in um, in DuPont Circle in D.C., um, before we moved to this house, we were there for almost a decade, and we I wanted a dog, but Philippe wanted to get a house first, so we did that, and, you know, but I suggested getting a large bunny that I could walk on a leash, and I think that would also be so cute. Yes. <laughs> I went to a restaurant recently and sat out on the patio and this woman brought her bunny with her and just the bunny sat in her lap the whole time. It was it was strange yeah. and awesome at the same time. <laughs> that is so fun. <laughs> I love oh it. Oh my gosh. So do you have any suggestions for like, for example, Clouseau is a French bulldog, so he's like heavy in the front and um, like he has long bunny legs in the back. So he's a little bit of a different shape French bulldog, but still they're really, they're almost notorious for being pullers because they are front heavy. So it's really easy for them to propel forward. So we don't walk him on a collar. We use a harness. Um, do you have any suggestions for like potentially maybe working to train your dog so that they could walk on the, the collar without pulling or, um, I mean, we've gotten it down now, but just in general, cause some dogs pull, um, or if there's a way to make the harness like look cuter or something like that. Um, I mean, you can always, I mean, there's so many different things on Etsy with different harnesses and stuff. But if you also wanted to like put him in a tuxedo or something, you can get one like a, a size larger so that the harness can go underneath the tuxedo. Because most of the ones that I've noticed that are made for dogs have a little slit in the back yeah. for like the harness loop to go through so that you could still hook the leash on there. Therefore, it's not an eyesore. Or you can like just get like a nicer harness that you wouldn't maybe mind. Also, what I've done is just for photos, take the harness off. Um, make sure mm-hmm. I have a collar and something like that. Because then you're not walking, you're just doing photos. Um, and then I'm still right there with the harness that as soon as you guys are done with the photos, just flip the harness right back on and go about our business. Um, I mean, they do make the one, the certain collars that um, tighten up a little bit, not the pinch collars, not the ones that yeah. actually have the spikes in them. They make the cloth ones. Um, that's what so we that's have. Also a, yeah, that's also a suggestion um, to maybe train them a little bit beforehand. Um, but also, you decide, it's also just one of those, like, it's just the day. The day is very exciting. There's so many people around. They're meeting so many new friends that eat a dog that doesn't pull sometimes will pull because it's like I'm at a new venue but that's why we also suggest showing up a little earlier like if the wedding starts at 4 30 let's show up at around 3 3 30 so that they can get all their snips in um mark all their places they need to mark therefore we're ready for the ceremony and I mean by that time and after the ceremony's over they're getting tired anyways all of this is so ringing true <laughs> 
Do you find that there are some venues that are a better choice for bringing pets to than others? I'm sure there are. Yes. Um, there's definitely, obviously, the more outdoor ones are definitely more pet friendly. Um, I do like the ones, though, that do have at least an AC building because, I mean, Texas heat in July and August. Oh, my God. Um, I had one wedding in August of, I want to say, last year. And it was at an outdoor venue and it was two labs and me and we were just, I mean, it was really hot. We had to keep going into the one, uh, the one place that had AC because it's just like, we couldn't be out there for too long. Yeah. And, and we just find shade. We find lots of shade. Yeah. Like the short face dogs or anything that's like, uh, like Aaron has a Shiba Inu. So her Shiba Inu gets overheated around the same time that my short face dog, squish face dog <laughs> gets overheated. How does Oliver do in the Texas heat, Taylor? Uh, not well. I keep, his, <laughs> I keep his coat short. He is, I mean, this is really, and Joy, I'm sure you have lots of things to say about this, but like, it's so important when you pick your dog that you pick one that really matches your lifestyle and that includes where you live. Now, somebody like me, I've moved all over, so not super helpful, but like Oliver's breed is and is from England. And so he has a big, heavy coat and it's meant to survive the cold and it is not cold where I live. So he, he's, he does great in the winter and he struggles in the summer. You know, that's funny because uh, technically French Bulldogs are also from England and he has no undercoat so he doesn't do great in the winter or in the summer we have cooling things for him like like little cooling scarves and different things that are like a shirt that has like an ice pack sewn in the front and around the back on like you know where his shoulder blades are and um, where his like heat zones are um, but we actually chose him as you know Taylor I got injured so I I wanted like a dog that was active. All the dogs that go with our personality and where we live are active dogs. And yeah. my husband was like, you cannot, like you couldn't handle that dog. Like it would not be fair to the dog because you can walk like what a mile and a half a day and that dog needs to go on a five mile run. <laughs> like true. Better get that lethargic dog. <laughs> I mean, no, she, Erin, you're totally right. I mean, that's why I don't have a dog because I was working in retail and I was out of my apartment for like 10 to 12 hours a day, especially with my commutes and everything. So I have two cats <laughs> and my job is my way to have a bunch of dogs. <laughs> so I love cute. that. That's so cute. I love that. I love, you know, I think animals are just like the most lovely things on the planet. They're just so pure, and it's just, they are, they're amazing. Yeah. Um, by the way, sorry, I have to tell you this random aside. I safely took my dog home to visit my parents where I self-isolated, and I self-isolated here because they needed some help with some things, and they're in the elderly category, but what is that? Like, come on, we got to have a better name for that. That's just so lame. <laughs> But I took him on a hike um, through this like shady trail that's next to the Susquehanna because um, they live in Havity Grace, Maryland. And he went into the Susquehanna and the bay for the first time. It's right where the Susquehanna meets the bay, like the skinny part of Maryland. Um, and 
oh my God, he did not want to come out of the water. It was so amazing. <laughs> that's so cute. He smells And terrible. that's actually one thing. That's one thing I have to be careful of is sometimes I have water dogs that love water. And if there's a pond or something or a pool at the venue, I've had the clients warn me, they're like, just keep the dog away from the pool. You got it. Yeah. What are some other things like that that people ask yeah. you to do? We talked about a few of them, of course, like stay away from the cake, no muddy paws on the white dress, anything else like that? Um, I have had them ask me to keep them away from the kids as well. Um, there's been a kid's room where one time, unfortunately, one of the girls was allergic to a dog. So yeah. I just had to keep them. I had to keep the dogs away. Like they had a specific room I had to keep them away from. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's nothing really too crazy. Um, I mean, I'm the one that usually asks them all the questions like, do they need food? Do they need medication? I was like, what do I need? You know, what do I need to do? And you know, because I mean, dealing with a wedding, of, I mean, I'm sure you know, since you're planning one, it's like you just have so many things that it's like sometimes you'll forget just that littlest detail. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's so important to have good vendors um, and good professionals that you hire that are worth what you're paying. Um, because, you know, like someone like you who's going to ask all those questions so that I don't have to think of them myself if I'm the person getting married. That's like that in and of itself is the reason to hire you. Yeah, I've had people call me and ask me just to chauffeur the dog to the ceremony. And we don't do that just because most of the venues are very far away. So for us to drive 45 minutes just to drop the dog off, it just didn't make much sense. So we have our two hour minimum and it's like, I just left because they're like, oh, well, my brother's going to do it. And I'm like, well, what's your brother going to do during photos? They're like, oh, I didn't think about that. And it's like just that littlest thing. It's like. Yeah, it's like just hire a professional to take care of the fur children. Like I said, we will drive them to and from the venue. So it's like that's a huge thing because it's like you don't have to worry about, oh, my God, how's the dog going to get there? Who's going to watch it? Who's going to take care of it? I will. So smart. You're, you're so spot on with that. Like if you were going to have kids at your wedding, you probably would hire a babysitter to watch them because what if one of the parents is in the bridal party? Well, then – what are you going to do when they need to take pictures? The same things. Everything that you just said about pets is also true of really small children. So I think it's oh, such a smart idea. Yeah, that's a huge thing had, that I see. I've even had people ask me, like, oh, do you do kids too? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I do the fur kids. Fur, fur children <laughs> only. That's a I'm whole like, different beast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the dog and the kid would probably keep each other occupied, but that's just a lot. <laughs> that's a lot for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the very first wedding I ever did was with a Great Dane, and it was just me and this Great Dane, and I was just like, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, they booked us for four hours and ended up keeping us the entire night. I mean, we have pictures of him dancing with the bride. I mean, he was taller than her. And, oh, yeah. I love those that. made for some amazing photos too. I can't stop looking at those. And that was three years ago. <laughs> oh my gosh. Please send us like all the photos to share because if there's anything I would like to spam my timeline with at some point, it's going to be puppies. <laughs> well, I have about 50 weddings that I've done in the past three years that I can definitely send you over some adorable photos. I love it. Oh my gosh. Um, what is the average age of the dogs that you see incorporated in photos? Or, um, sorry, weddings. <laughs> my brain honestly, went to my part of weddings. It's, 
it varies. It varies from like the dog that the bride has had since college or the groom's had since college to a brand new dog that's only a couple months old or maybe even a year old because that's how it's supposed. Because I have had that. Like the dog has to be in the wedding because the dog was the wedding was the engagement ring. I know someone oh, who yeah. has that I had story. That I had that happen where, I mean, they were minimalist. They didn't believe in having like a lot of stuff and she didn't want a ring and he got her a dog and she was the cutest dog. And I think once we helped her be part of the wedding, she was only about a year and a half. Oh, I love that idea. Taylor's dog, uh, Oliver, was part of her engagement. He, I love it. He was, although he was not my engagement ring. I have an engagement ring, but um, the way my fiance <laughs> proposed was he put the ring on his collar. And uh, so he, when he jumped up on my lap when I got home from work, great, that's, that's where it was. And so Oliver is a big part of our story, as are so many pets for so many couples, which is why this service is so brilliant. Yeah, I had one couple tell me about um, they used the dog and Christmas photos for him to propose. So it's like they were like, you know, they're getting ready for the photos with the dog and she like turned around and he was on his knee. But it's like she just thought they were just there taking photos with the dog for Christmas and it turned into a proposal. And I'm like, well, that's like, that's actually a perfect way to have the photographer there without like cluing in that something exciting is about to happen. It's also the perfect way to distract the person you're proposing to because the dog is always going to be in some way a little bit distracting. Which we have helped with engagement shoots as well, where we just will meet you. Um, I actually did one at the Capitol where they wanted to take photos at the Capitol, but after that they wanted to go to Congress Bridge and take photos as well, but they didn't want to take the dog with them. So yeah. I stayed behind at the Capitol, walked the dog around about an hour later, we met back up. They took their dog home and I went home and the photographer was like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> like, he's like, no one had to worry about the dog. <laughs> yeah. If we have dogs for engagement sessions, we always say you have to bring someone. Um, it's, I mean, whether it's your mom or your friend or whatever, but ideally yeah. it's someone who really knows their stuff like you. I mean, that's, yeah. that would be the ideal circumstance. Absolutely. Well, ladies, this has been so much fun. We are out of time. Time flies when you talk about puppies, doesn't it? Everything yeah. flies when you talk <laughs> about puppies. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning into The Wedding Dish, which is brought to you over full service radio. We normally record at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan of Washington, D.C., but we're recording remotely right now during a global pandemic until we can get back to the the lovely line. Uh, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review The Wedding Dish on your preferred podcast listening platform. And next week, we will be dishing with Lonnie and Kyle um, from Real Lifestyle. And don't forget to um, send us any questions that you have about wedding planning, proposals, stories, all the things. Um, and if you would like to be on the podcast, then you can go to our website um, and let us know. Um, and we want to really quickly, before we tune out of here, Joy, can you tell us what your website is? And we will link to it, but just so we make sure everyone knows. Our website is weddingpetattendant.com. And that's also your Instagram, right? Correct. That's our Instagram and our Facebook. Okay, perfect. So 
Um, make sure that you give her a follow. I mean, who doesn't love dogs at weddings? It's actually one of the hashtags that I follow. <laughs> and of course, while one way to, to go find Joy over on Instagram is to follow The Wedding Dish on Instagram. We're at The Wedding Dish Podcast, and we will be posting all of those puppy pictures and linking back to her so you can find her that way. You can also like The Wedding Dish on Facebook. Thanks so much for hanging with us. On the Wedding Dish, the podcast where we chat about all things wedding, from planning to inspiration to business and more. And we'll catch you next week. Cheers, ladies. Cheers. <laughs>